Hi everyone, I am Stephen Drew from the Architectural Social and I am I am joined here by a winner, a winner who has traveled around the world. I'm making the making him laugh. Sorry. Already making you already making you laugh. There you go. Jamil Chowdhury, the pleasure. Pleasure to have you here. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you for having me. Okay. All right, Jamil. I know I'm not the BBC. Okay. So now we're, we're now that you've for anyone that's um, definitely not checked out BBC iPlayer lately. You, if you're a little bit sick of staying indoors because we're all in a lockdown and you want to, you want to remember what it was like traveling, and then definitely check out BBC's Race Around the World. Am I saying it right? Race, Race across the world. Across. Oh. <laughs> Come right. on, Steve. I know. Well, I'm not going to re-record it. We're just going to go in warts and all. All right. Race across the world. Across the world. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was on iPlayer. And Thank I you. thought, yeah, it was great. It was great. Season one was good. Season two was definitely really, really interesting. And it was it was quite... Um, is it was definitely an eye opener. I loved it. I thought the the program was great, and so you're a contestant on there with your uncle. I find it's fantastic because basically you decide that you're going to build up your bond and that you're going to go and enter this competition and that you're going to go race across the world. So where it ropes in is so I I work at McDonald Company, which you have spoken to my colleague Will Ridgeway, and I said yeah. I'm watching this program. And Will said, oh, yeah, yeah, the winner. Yeah, I've spoken to him. He's looking for a job right now. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. So that's how this all came about. And um, so basically, here we are, right? It's after the race. And let's get to know you as a person. So I know you from running on the screen on on, on the race across the world, jumping between buses, kind of winning, sometimes messing up because traveling is difficult. Yeah. But let's go, let's, let's rewind the clock. So the bells of history pass. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do the bells. The bells, the bells, the bells. So tell me, so did you always want to become an architect, study architecture? Yeah, I mean, since I can remember, um, actually, me wanting to become an architect sprung from traveling as well. Um, yeah. When I was younger, I went on a pilgrimage with my dad to Mecca. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, it was an amazing, amazing experience. Um, but it was it was weird and wonderful at the same time because my dad's flight actually got cancelled. We went with a massive group of people. His flight got cancelled, so I was stuck in uh, Medina with a group of people that I just didn't know on my own, and I got to see all of it on my own. And um, that's where my sort of love for travel sprung from and my love for architecture. I was so dumbfounded by this idea of people coming from all over the world to come to this one spot where there's just this black box and it was significant and it meant so much. It's just a form and it made no sense to me. Um, but it brought so many people together and the space was, and the energy that you felt around it was just amazing. And from there on, I knew it's just what I wanted to do. So they didn't have a clue that you'd done traveling already. That's a world exclusive, isn't it? That's a, we just found out here that you're in preparation. But it's really interesting, <laughs> isn't it? 
Yeah, well, no, I say it's helpful, isn't it? But what's yeah, interesting yeah. is travel does definitely broaden your perception of the world and architecture, and mm. I can see how much you learn from it. So, all right, so you always – so you went on your pilgrimage, okay, and so you were in school, you decided to study architecture. So where did you study architecture? I studied architecture at the University of Huddersfield. Okay, great. I did my um, bachelor's and my master's there. Great. And so currently you're a part of architectural assistant. So you, that means that, you know, you did your freshers, you had a little bit of a party in Huddersfield because this is pre-COVID. You've done your deadlines, you had a few giggles. Yeah. You've also had a few tears, I'm sure, at the printer being like, please, God, please, please print. And, you know, we've all been there. And so you did a year out as well, right? You've worked in industry already. I, I have, yes. I've uh, I've worked at an interior design firm and I've also worked at an architecture firm in Huddersfield as well. Okay, so you already have experience in the industry, which is awesome. <laughs> and you've, you, what, did, what, what were the kind of things you learned? So which was your first role? Was it the interiors role? Or the interior one? design role was my first role and it's something that I sort of carried on for a couple of years part-time as well. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I got to meet some amazing people and I really liked the practicality of the job. I wasn't, I was involved in all aspects of it. Um, I was their go-to person when it came to sort of architectural drawings um, and interior design, just because I was able to do it faster than the people in the office or in house. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. That was amazing. And a year following from that, um, I joined IQ Architecture in Huddersfield. Um, and I worked on a number of different projects, but my main focus was residential projects. We Great. did a lot of house extensions um, and we also did a lot of community projects like mosques and um, centres where people could come together. Amazing. All right. And it's, it's really interesting, isn't it, when you work in practice? Because I, I don't know how you felt, but when I first went, you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you get there yeah. and then you, you kind of help out and you, and, and you learn these things. But um I remember that feeling of joining at first. Yeah. So this was really good experience that you you already got. So it sounds like you've got over a year's worth of yeah. experience in architecture. And so you returned to do your part two. Now I'm conscious of what would be good is to learn when you've done your part two and how the the race across the world um where that all fit in because we must be catching up towards the race and your studies, right? Yeah. Um, so I went in from a part two and often I get a question asked, um, why did I go back into university for my part two and why didn't I carry on um, in, in practice and do a level six, seven and go that route? Um, and I think I just wanted to go back to university to develop my ability to design with concept. And it's something that I just couldn't grasp in my in my undergrad. So I went back for my part two because of that reason. And whilst I did my part two, my second year, whilst I was finishing it off, um, I came across a TV show called Race Across the World. <laughs> and there was... And it just blew my mind. And I was and I was like, why wouldn't I want to do this? If I could get an opportunity like this, it'd be amazing to travel the world, whether it be on a little budget, to see all of those places. Can't go wrong. So I applied, uh, thought, why not? Give my uncle a call. Um, actually, before I say any of that, um, I met my uncle again at my sister's wedding, uh, yeah. which was in between my studies as well. 
um it was there but i was like i haven't seen you in so long what happened to you you know you disappeared um but he told me about it a little bit we got involved and we started speaking and so i came up to him with this uh, tv show and he was like yeah sure why not whatever yeah yeah i will do yeah, it and he was like no chance that's not gonna happen <laughs> of course Let we'll do, do it. it yeah 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 sure um so i signed us up for it and we got an email back saying, yo, we want you to come forward and we want you to do an interview. And I was like, no, this must be a joke. This <laughs> this doesn't happen. Of course not. So I called him up. I told him we needed to do a video interview. Um, and we needed to send this video off and see if they want us to the, for the next process. So he made a little video in his car whilst he was driving, thinking, oh, no, it's not going to happen. It's fine. And then we got chosen and went through the process and we got very lucky, to be honest. Wow. Amazing. And and so in terms of timeframes, because what I mean, we'll talk about how it was, because I think watching it, what was interesting is quite clearly that, of course, the the BBC is there to film it, but they really don't get involved. It really is down to you whether you win or not. And, you know, and. I, I was I think it was one of the other contestants which was like oh really I thought it would you know once the cameras would stop rolling we'd get a glass of wine or something but you guys were starving you had to you had the budget and I got the impression that they were like go on then see if you can do it and basically if if you didn't in, if you were in the contestant and you lost the money like one of the contestants lost money they had to leave because you you couldn't do it so for anyone that wants to watch this program my view of it I quite liked how for uh, TV, I, it felt genuine because with The Apprentice, sorry, Alan Sugar, if you're listening to my uh, podcast, I'm, I'd be quite surprised if with all your millions, if you are listening to my podcast, but I do respect what you do. I, what I would say that there's, there's a level of it's edited and with this, it felt quite sincere. So if anyone actually is in currently again, a little bit fatigued with coronavirus or anything, it's definitely, definitely worth checking out. And, um, I know that you did really well in the competition. I don't want to give anything away if anyone's listening because I kind of knew what happened. But it was, it's really, really intense. I'm you, sorry, that was probably really my lit- fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. It was my colleagues. He was like, I spoke to the beep, who beep. And I was like, oh, yeah. But um, it was really, really interesting. It was really, really Hello. interesting. And you're still there, yeah? Because you've frozen on my oh, screen. Steve, Can you still I think there's a bit of lag with or this internet right now so jamil you 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 race across the world we just lost you there what's happening with your internet huh i have you no s- idea don't worry about it don't worry about it yeah. so i know already what happened but and don't freak out about that because we're going to record every time it cuts off we're going to record and we're still going to put it in because you yes. are a bit of a gem and that's the point when you when you get in your job the next job then you can you probably be moving to london where you'll have high-speed internet anyway so uh, no also, fingers crossed fingers crossed <laughs> yeah so um, when was the time in when did you start like um when was this being filmed and how does it fit in with your studies so Whilst I was preparing to submit my final sort of project and my dissertation and my thesis, um, I started applying for this show. And it was in between all of that. that I had to pop down to London um, every other week, maybe, or once a month um, and come back and go back and do all of these things just to sort of go through the process of getting chosen first. Um, Right. And then we went on to film properly in September, I believe. Uh, that's when we headed out 
to Mexico. Um, we were out there for, I don't want to sort of give away how long we were out there for, but it was a race from Mexico to Ushuaia, the bottom of Argentina. Um, yeah, and it was an amazing, amazing experience. I can't really, I can't really describe how crazy it was. Uh, I'm not going to say it was easy because it wasn't, it was very hard. There were times where we didn't want to go on. Uh, there were times where we thought we mm. couldn't go on, um, but we sort of persevered and fought and went through. Yeah. Amazing. I, I definitely get that impression. And what I will say without giving any details away for anyone, it's a lot more closer than you feel. If you ever watch one of the Top Gear specials, actually, you know, where Jeremy Clarkson's racing with the other two and, and it's quite tight. There was definitely that edge of the seatness yeah. where I was like, Oh, I was like, oh my God. Because there's a few scenes with it. I don't even give it away. And with one with a bus stop, and you'll know what I'm on about, where I was yeah. just like, this is TV gold, man. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. You can't. Um, you genuinely can't. No, it was really tight, really stressful. And what was quite interesting is imagine that inadvertently, um, you know, it is actually quite character building because I um, I used to have a, um, a recruitment business. I Now I lead an architecture team, which is where mm-hmm. Will's on my team. Will, if you're listening, you better be doing some work right now, even though I'm, I'm on the podcast. I'm watching you, Will. But uh, it's, um, you, you learn over time. And I remember when I had a recruitment business, I used to make excuses not to travel. I'm too busy. I can't do that. And what I last year or two, I've done a lot more traveling and and I was really scared with the idea of going traveling on my own. And my, I have a really close friend who actually had a, an accident, a motorcycle accident, where he's completely fine now. So don't okay. worry. Uh, but at the time, he couldn't come on holiday and we were going to go together. And uh, I remember he's like, I can't go. I can't get on the plane. And I remember thinking like, are you saying I've got to go myself? And I was freaking out. And it's this idea. But then I, I actually went, oh, and you, what happens is I went out, went away for a week, and I had a great time. I met new friends. You did it. You made your own journey. And uh, yeah. now I have the confidence to do it. And it was super, super enriching. And I imagine that this kind of experience is, is the same of as – it's a super challenge, and now you've done it. You've learned so much oh, about yourself, God. what you can do, how far you can push it. You're still there. Is your internet gone? I am. I am. I'm still here. I'm just seeing if we can sort it out in one way or another. Don't really understand. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's because there's so, so many people on. in the house. I, yeah, do you want to tell everyone? Get off the Wi-Fi. Get off the, Get Wi-Fi. Off the Wi-Fi, people. <laughs> this is this is this this is this is real life. This is kind of what yeah. it's like, and this is a bit like what the what the what I like about the race is like things go wrong, people make wrong turns, health gets involved because it's really stressful for a few yeah. young contestants. So you did all that. So you kind of conquered that world, and you had a bit of fun in the race, and you you did really well. So now let's talk about. Post race, post race world. This is the bit that no one has seen yet, right? So you you fi- you finished the race, and you, so at this point, had you finished studying architecture? No, of course not. I'm studying architecture every day, and I believe that that I'll do it for the rest of my life. It's just something that yeah. is ever changing, isn't it? Yeah. So. But in terms of like officially, I know you're saying spiritually you study architecture forever. Oh, right, when okay. did you? When did you? 
<laughs> when did you when did you get you finish your damn part two though? Like just this year, right? So in June. Uh, yeah? No, actually, it was last year in June. Right, and since then you've done a better work in the industry. But this year, though, it's yeah. been a bit difficult looking for a job yeah. because of coronavirus. Yeah, it's very okay. much so. So now, what's where's in terms of priorities? What's your so for the man who's been across the world? The goal right now is where are you looking for in terms of jobs? So I've been. I want to go to London because it's the place to be. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I love the sort of city. I didn't previous to um, my trip actually. I'm not going to lie. I was scared of London. Um, every time I went down there, uh, there was so much rush and so much panic everywhere I went. I didn't think I could cope. But I feel like it's the city for me now. Um, I, I need to be there. Um, I am looking in London. I do want to work in a in a great firm that prioritizes the sort of psychology of design and how people journey through it. Uh, if you look through my portfolio, it's something that I enjoy. I, I want to understand how people experience spaces and how that sort of affects them going on into the rest of their lives. And that's sort of the journey I want to take. Uh, I want to push that forward as much as I can. Uh, and I want to become qualified. <laughs> that's that's mm. the main aim, isn't it? Amazing. Uh, I hear that. And it was quite great as well because of, um, so I guess we've got to confront the fact that uh, in the race you did really quite well. But away from what I was quite impressed is that you were quite generous in terms of giving back um, prize money towards um, charities, local charities you've seen there. And I've seen your CV and portfolio and the fact that you enjoy residential, the fact that you enjoy community aspects as well. I'm sure that kind of feeds into your architecture. In terms of any employers listening so far, you've used Revit for a few years and you've got, you've got over a year's worth of experience in industry. So, um, yeah. We're going to link your CV and portfolio after this, but in terms of anyone listening now, so you're available next to immediately, you pretty much can move down to London. Yeah. Yeah. You're ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. And the employers, they can time you, right? I know how fast you got to destination. So I'll be there tomorrow. (laughs) You'll be there tomorrow. You'll be there tomorrow. You guys heard it here today. Um, yeah, we, it makes, no. it makes sense, but I think you, there's so much you have to offer. It is, it's definitely an interesting one of, um, there's, there's been a lot of challenges this year. So like with the race, it's definitely a challenging environment right now, but my kind of vibe is it's like the, the race. There is one winner. There's, there's roles out there. There isn't people. There isn't, you know what I mean? There's, there's roles, but you've got to be, You've got to be yeah. fighting fit. You've got to be ready. Awesome. So, awesome. so you've got your CV, you've got your portfolio. We've got to do something about this awful internet. And your mum's messaging you right now and you need to be like, yeah. Mum, stop messaging me. I'm on the I'm on the professional podcast. You know what? It's funny because they're actually telling me all oh, mosque time soon. So get ready. <laughs> Don't worry. We're not going to be too yeah, it's cool. We're not going to nah, be too I've got we're enough not gonna, time. We're not going to be all right. Let me go. Mum, mum. It's okay. He will go to the mosque, all right? Don't worry, all right? This is important. We'll always pray. No one can, no one can see because this is going to be audio that I've got my dictaphone. Yeah. Like, that's just for you watching. Don't worry, man. 
Don't worry, man. We're not gonna we're not gonna get rid of prayers. Prayers important. Religion's important. Awesome. And I'm I'm sure it's quite spiritual though, traveling actually, while we're on that subject. And definitely. Um, let me ask you though, is it super fatiguing being on them buses for ages? Yes, very much. <laughs> you just think that you go on a bus, you'll be able to chill out, relax, you sit down, you don't have to do anything. But that in itself is so strenuous because you're not in the best positions and you're huddled up like this next to your uncle. I know. Um, who's very sweaty for and has been for and hasn't showered for a good few days. So yeah, oh. he is very fatiguing and struggling, yeah. Because when I was studying my part one, me and my mum, we went on a bus ride because at the time we couldn't afford it to to London, and that took six hours. And I was just, every time I see you guys in the in the on the bus on the show, I always laugh because basically I know how long that Sorry, takes. Steven. I know how long that takes, and if it's a cut, it literally cuts in between the BBC just to basically turn it on and cut the show, uh, and it's twenty hours of the Hello. bus ride gone. So I'm conscious that Steven, I've lost you. Your video is frozen again. Are you still there? Are you still there? Echo, echo. One, two, three. One, two, three, four. I think we've lost Jamil. I'll pause this and I'll be back in a second. Okay, Jamil, you're back. Yeah, sorry, you were saying. Uh, don't worry. I'm, I'm here. It's fine. All your flatmates, don't worry. I get it. Coronavirus is stressful. Everyone's on BitTorrent. Just guys, just stop taking the whole bandwidth up. Don't worry, I've been in dorms. I used to, everyone used to, back when I was there, Adobe didn't have all their, um, the student licenses they did now. So, you know, there was the whole, the black market of cracked software and all this stuff. So, look, if, you, if you're a student or whatever, I don't know where we're right now, you're in student gap, but things are going to be downloaded. Okay. We need the jobs to pay for the TV licenses. So, BBC. Oh, yeah. Exactly, BBC. Exactly. You know, we, we want to pay the watch the race around the world. It'll take a bit of time. But all right, but all right. Uh, I, I mean, it paid for me to go around the world. So. It did. It paid. Pay your taxes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, of course we do. Of course we do. But things happen when you study in. So anyway, so what yeah, we were talking about is how stressful it was. And I was saying that I've been on these long buses. And so it's quite funny that, you know, probably two minutes of you in a bus will make screen time, but that was actually 20 hours of you traveling. And that's because uh, yeah. it's quite edited in a fast pace. And obviously it is a fast paced thing, but um it's quite clear how long the journey was. So you're quite keen to come down to London. Now I'm pretty sure that I've, I've seen your CV and portfolio. You've got a lot of raw skills there, which is great. You've mentioned that you're available pretty much immediately. You can get going now. So you're going to keep sending out applications as well. So what's, what's the game strategy right now for anyone listening? So, um, Definitely the first thing to do is fix your CV and portfolio, do the thing, follow architecture social oh. and do the courses. Um, yeah, no, you know what, Stephen, it's been a great help, man. Um, I've looked at your YouTube channel as well, and that was a great help. Um, it There were things that I was doing that I just didn't know were either wrong or right. And I think it's a good way to sort of see your trajectory. Um, so that's main main thing, fix my CV and portfolio to a point where I believe that it's good. Um, and then just keep applying, do what I've been doing. Um, contact agencies, contact firms, tell them that I'm available, send off my CV, uh, follow up, 
something that I haven't been doing is following up after I've sent my application. Mm. Um, obviously, from looking at your videos, I think it's just the way to go. So I have called up a few firms um, after watching those, and they've told me that the job's either been taken away or it's already been filled. Um, I've asked them for feedback, so I've been able to get a little bit of feedback. Um, but most of the time, it's difficult because the person on the phone isn't the person who's actually looked at your work. So it's just about going through the motions, isn't it? Yeah. And that's what I'm going to carry on doing. Well, it'll be interesting because we'll put this podcast out there. So if any employees are listening, you've literally won a race. Okay, I, I've spoiled it, but I couldn't keep it on any longer. I think like... <laughs> <laughs> well, look. <laughs> Try that whole time to not say I couldn't do it. It's difficult. Uh, it's difficult. Well, it's already, yeah, it's it already on BBC. I'm not spying anything. Oh, Think I, about this, Stephen. Think about this. After we came back, yeah. I had to keep it the secret from my friends uh, and family for six months before the TV show came out. Wow. you got more willpower than me. And that's the point. you got willpower. you you got dedication. And I think, look, I think, I think in character... I even, I'm a bit biased because I've seen the series, but in, if I had an architectural practice, that kind of drive, that kind of tenacity is the kind of thing I'd be looking for. So I, I think half of it right now is you hit the nail on the head. People are busy. People are busy, right? And so uh, we're going to put this out then. And so if people want to get in contact with you, what we'll probably do is maybe it'll be good after we get your CV and portfolio on your LinkedIn or something like that. And maybe we remove some of your personal details so someone has to contact you because I think that's generally good practice so that you don't get everyone and uh, and their mother ringing you up on your mobile asking you about the BBC yeah. race. But it would be good, yeah, it would be good to get your stuff out there. Uh, but for anyone else listening that's not – obviously, if there's an employer's listening, I think they should get in touch with you. I, um, I've i seen your CV portfolio. It's good. And I think that what you've done on, on the race shows that, you know, you can go the extra mile. But for anyone that's also in the same boat and looking for a job, I really like what you said about it. It's about, yeah, getting your CV portfolio and getting yourself out there. And – in terms of the theme of the race, I think that the most obvious route isn't the best route. So the mo- in terms of job seeking, the most obvious route is going to be going on design and waiting for a part one architectural assistant role or yeah. a part two architectural assistant role. But what, what you don't see with that is that you get so many people going for it. So it's already competitive. And actually what you yeah. find in businesses is that a lot of jobs are not advertised because ideally you want to – there's something about timing at the right place at the right time. And it's a bit like in the race across the world of sometimes you remember there's one or two bits where you uh, hitchhiking along the road. And it's a bit risky yeah. because you maybe you're sitting on that road and no one comes, or maybe you get someone passing through to the next destination. And then suddenly you have a route yeah. there that none of the other competitors have. And you're like, woohoo. And that's the same thing with looking for a job as in, the further you look yeah. um, and the further, because there can be great companies who haven't posted a job and they could be local to where you are. Look around on there. Look around on Google Maps. Find things. Find the off the beaten track. It's literally a metaphor, which sounds like the race, but yeah. it's the truth. The same logic can be applied. So anyone listening, I think that's the way to go. And that's the way I would encourage a search. So, And it's the same thing now, Jamil, with what we're talking about, where I think, what I would do in your position as well. We will put that out and, and your CV and portfolio will be there. But I think what, the same way I found the race inspiring 
Uh, it's the same thing I would say here is about going off the beaten track. And so what I like to do is the same way that is what you call it in the race, the same legs. Now, this is the final leg. You've done a leg. Yeah, this, this is, is the, the final, final leg. leg. This is the prep work. And I bet your bottom dollar that the job where you you go to and you will get one is going to be probably one not advertised. It's going to be one that's going to be uh, maybe not the company that you thought at first would be the right fit, but they're a good company. They're a good practice. You're going to learn a lot of stuff. And that's what a lot of people forget is because, yeah, it's nice to work in Heatherwicks and it's nice to work in Foster's, but the company, which maybe is five to 10 man in size, that's doing residential schemes. Yes, you can make a nice building and make a difference. Okay, maybe it's not going to be featured in design of the week, but um, it doesn't mean it's bad design. It means it makes a good impact oh, for someone else and, and you learn stuff. And so I think those are the jobs I would encourage everyone to go to. So on this note, on this note, before someone else decides to download another film on BitTorrent and I've enjoyed this conversation uh, was, there, was there anything a little bit of fun with it is there anything you'd like to ask me and uh, anything you'd like, and then maybe something you'd like to say to people in the audience or yeah I mean you've started this architecture social and you said that you started it in your furlough time mm. um, so how long has it been up and running now it's been Oh, Architecture Social has been going for about four months. Basically, it, and I'll tell you the truth, is because recruitment is tough right now in terms of architecture. Right. And so what a recruitment consultant does is I'm briefed by a company to find people. And right now it's all about retaining onto staff. And, and that's why I, what I did or what I've done comes from the point of view because I used to be a part one architectural assistant and a part two. And when I graduated, mm. it was the 2009 recession. So it was the same thing of I literally graduated and everyone was like, okay, that's great, but there's no jobs out there. And it was like this kind of fear and it was really, it was genuinely scary. And I remember uh, me and my friend, my friend, Will McDaniel, he kind of inspired me a little bit because he's like, well, I'm going to send, sh- oh, I was going to swear there on the spot if I'm going to ban me. I was going to send a lot of CVs. And, um, and I was like, how many? Are we talking 20 or 30? And he's like, no, hundreds. And then I literally got the Reba list. And this is a tip for anyone else. If you want to go ultra, ultra canvas everywhere you go you go the reba a to z list and you go a and you email them and you go a a a a a and you go that way and you send out emails to everyone because now is a time with probability that is actually your help is is your friend so if you send a thousand cvs the odds on, on you getting an interview is much higher and of course with every employer would love for that person to who really wants to work in that practice to email them and you should send those things but there's nothing wrong with you doing a big search of finding people but to answer your question that's what was the inspiration for the architecture social because i felt i felt that um it would be nice to impart that knowledge and it's like when you called up to speak to us. Now, the reason you called up is because there's a job board called Nuvo, which likes to repost yeah. our part two architectural assistant role from, so months, so from months ago and keeps going up. And then, <laughs> and then what happens is, is that you get, um, you know, talented people like yourself who ring up and there's no job there. But that's why it was really helpful is because I felt uh, in terms of recruitment, 
it's very hard to give a part two architectural assistant part one the kind of the way the the advice they need um so it would be i felt it would be good to set up a community where i'm one of the things i would talk about it is all my advice on how to get a job now it's kind of morphed into a bit more whether you've got book clubs and this crazy stuff and really cool ideas and i kind of would like to expand around the idea of open conversation where people can bring what they want so for instance you could like it could be you know a bit inspired of what you did with race across the world maybe there's a section i've been thinking about um that i'd probably launch on that after covid because it's a bit difficult or maybe during might be nice where people can talk about travel talk about where they've been what they've seen that would be quite cool because you don't that'd be really cool yeah because on facebook i think facebook and oh i gotta be careful what i say i think is an evil company sorry much like a book if you are a real person, this is so evil. And and, and LinkedIn is and LinkedIn yeah, and LinkedIn is better, but um oh I gotta be careful because I'm gonna live stream on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's good. LinkedIn's good, but it's harder to have. Like I've been in a lot of LinkedIn groups, and I feel like there's nothing there or the content isn't as real. And so I, the goal with the social is to have meaningful conversation, but that is really hard to do because it requires everyone participating. And what's really nice yeah. is that people are coming out of their shells, sharing little bits. You shared your, your, you know, your awesome article in the AJ. It's a bit of conversation going and look, you don't, you don't need to be on there all the time. But what I'm on about is I want it to be that if you want to be there and you just want to chill out and look at some stuff, great. If you want to comment on one or two things, great. But if you've written like a job post or anything to get involved and it's like this conversation now, this organic conversation came from the fact yeah. that you rang up Will, even though there wasn't a job there, then you joined the social and I was watching Race Across the World and I was like, uh, this is quite surreal. And also it would be good to have a conversation. This is crazy. Yeah. But then it's funny that like in my head, you're the guy I've seen on TV. And then you was before this, you were like, oh yeah, I've seen your videos. And you were like, oh, I'm a bit, a bit nervous. And I'm like, you're nervous. I'm interviewing someone on BBC, which is crazy. But that's the point. And that's the, the connections. And what's been cool about the, the social is that there's some employers on there already. And so we will put this out. And your saving portfolio will be there uh, for employers if they want to look for it. But I think in the true fighting spirit that you had, which got you through the race across the world, I bet a thousand pounds, not really, because I've been part-time fellow. I need to save up as well. But I, I, I bet that you get the job for yourself. And I think it's that thing. And we've talked about your saving portfolio and we've talked about constructively what the change and actually... I didn't really say much. Mm. A lot of these changes you've done yourself and they're amazing. And I think I had a little look at your CV and portfolio and I think it's good. So we're just going to get it out there. So last leg. Okay. Destination is London. You're going to let us know. You're going to let us know how you get on. So we're going to summarize here. So you're available to contact on the architecture social, but also LinkedIn. We're going to post on the LinkedIn link to your LinkedIn in some shape or form, people want to get in touch, they can get your CV and portfolio as well. But what I think would be awesome for the community is that's we've, we've talked about what you've done before. They're the last legs. We don't need to know about the last legs. It's the same thing right now. It's the same amount of pounds you got in the pocket on the last leg. And what I mean by that is we are where we are. 
It's the race to the line. So what would be really interesting is think of it like a little experiment. Uh, when you get a job, it would be fantastic for the community to know how many emails you sent, maybe, how many CVs you sent, how many follow-ups, and how many interviews. And Because yeah. I think that would be really helpful information to help everyone. So should we yeah, call sure. this the race across the – what's a catchy name? What can we call this race? The race, oh, the architecture um, race to uh, London, uh, maybe. Uh, let's call it. That. I, 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 I'm sure we could think of something catchier, Stephen. Come on. Uh, I don't know. You're the you're the, the BBC celebrity. I've, I, <laughs> I, I'll think about. Right, we're gonna do a race. We're gonna do a race. We're gonna do a race, and then we're, in, we're gonna see how long it gets to the job. And we'll, you, we'll call it the race, the race to architectural London. Um, <laughs> no, actually, when you said it, I was like, no, it's right. It's not that. <laughs> no, it doesn't work, does it? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. The architecture kind of puts it off. Um, but the race to London it is is true. That's where I want to be. And, oh, maybe um, it's the race to your next role. Race to the role. Oh, I like that. So, yeah, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're getting close. We'll post the official name after this one. Yeah, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Okay, all right. We're, we're it wasn't. It. But look, really fantastic. I'm, I'm loving the 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 enthusiasm vibe, and it's it is difficult right now, and that's the point. We're acknowledging it's difficult. Anyone listening that's uh, finding it difficult as well, you're not alone, but you can do it. You know. If you can, if you can race across the world, you can get your architecture job, and that's the kind of person I personally would want to hire. So, thank you so much. You're on LinkedIn. You're on the architecture social. I'll post a link after this. Thank you so much for being a guest. Oh, thank you so much for having me. No worries. Thank you. I'll leave, we'll leave it there. You let me know how you go. Heroes, heroes. I will do. Where's the hero song? Well done. Well done. Well. Well done. Well done. You won the race. Well done. Thank you. All right. Um, yeah, can't wait to tell you about my journey. Hopefully soon. Fantastic. Bye bye. See you later. Bye.